A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. We're pursuing the true meaning of Christmas and we're doing that by looking at Matthew chapter 2. Matthew has already taught us that uh, the meaning of Christmas is found in the person of Jesus Christ, who is the gateway to the church age and the new creation. And that gate is opened by the saving of his people from their sins, by the cross, the work of Christ, the crux of the gospel. And we've seen that this work of God in saving his people from their sins in order that he might be glorified in the salvation of a people for all eternity in the new creation, this is shown in our world today in evidence that convicts, but sadly, evidence that also confronts. So what is universally believed is not universally accepted. It's accepted as true, but it's not accepted as an authority to be submitted to. And we saw yesterday how Herod the king is deeply upset at finding a competitor on the scene, somebody who has been born, in the words of the wise men, king of the Jews. Herod is the king of the Jews, and he is not going to be disinherited in a hurry. That accounts for the great disturbance. That's why all Jerusalem is worried, because their status quo is going to be upset in a huge way with who knows what consequences to everyone. You see, that's what happens when a superior ruling authority arrives. Well, it's Sunday the 3rd of January, and I'm going to read again Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, Bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Evidence that convicts, evidence that confronts. This arrival of a ruling authority means the loss of independence, the loss of control. And the result is clear, plain rejection, murderous rejection, we might say. 
rejection that strives to suppress what it knows to be true and seeks to destroy what is true. So we see here a very interesting fact, which the issue of the truth of Christianity, the true message of Christmas, we might say, is not the credibility of the message. We've already seen that the evidence convicts. It's often presented as a problem of the intellect. That's just a good excuse that is often used. No, the issue, rather than the credibility of the message, is the reaction to the message. And that's the sad thing. You see, this actually pictures the whole world's inherited condition, the universal, sinful inheritance of all fallen humankind, which is all natural humankind. Before, yesterday, I read that description from Psalm 2, which presents, we might say, the greatest conspiracy theory in the world, that the world is united against God and his Christ. And that is actually the true condition. That's the problem. It is that the truth is rejected. Not that it isn't true, not that it isn't believed. The problem is that it is believed. And on those grounds, it is hated and rejected because what is at risk is the independence of humankind. You know, the Bible never presents Jesus as somebody who is there to fit in with your life. Only the false prosperity gospels present Jesus in that kind of way, as someone who is there to give you a kind of leg up as you continue on your happy way through life. That is not the case at all. Jesus comes as king, and that is a very threatening thing. And that is why people feel threatened when the gospel is preached. It's not that they don't believe it. It's actually that they do believe it, and they are confronted by it, and they are not willing to accept it. What a sad thing. But you know, there is the most wonderful of answers to that sad, universal human condition. And we'll be considering that tomorrow. Heavenly Father, how sinful is the dead spiritual condition of all fallen humanity. But we thank you so much that you call people to life through the true message of Christmas. And we pray that you would do that to us or through us, and you would be greatly glorified. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.